Welcome to the show, Sana. It's great to have you. Great to be here. You are officially the first Palestinian founder on the show, and I'm super proud to have you here. <laughs> uh, very proud to be learning about a startup that is actually born and raised in Palestine. Um, and uh, it goes without saying that the topic and the problem that you're trying to solve, meditation, mindfulness in Arabic, is one problem that uh, has been has not been addressed for quite some time. And three years ago, I think your your team and yourself decided to embark on this journey. Was it three years ago? The idea, yes. Two years with the product, but three years uh, of... First of all, Yazan, I'm so happy to be here. We've tried so so long. That's right, yeah. Uh, finally. <laughs> so I'm excited. Oh, when you talked about me being a founder from Palestine, you know, the image in my mind, the analogy is uh, Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, wow. So all the challenges and everything else you're going through, huh? It's not easy. It's yeah. not easy, but, but it's doable. I mean, it's I doable. So I was I was planning to keep that for 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 the second. In my head, I'm thinking I can't wait to hear about what it is to start a company in Palestine, in the West Bank. Um, but before we get to that, uh, let's first uh, let's discuss meditation and mindfulness, and then move on to to your entrepreneurial story in Palestine. Uh, I'd like to start off with what is the right description and definition for meditation and mindfulness and what are the misconceptions or misinterpretations for those two terms as you uh, come across them in the arab world yeah uh let's begin with with the non-arab world i mean we also see meditation and mindfulness um being introduced for about 10 years globally especially with the apps coming in and introducing mindfulness and meditation but it's a 5000 years old uh tool that people use, especially also if you talk about religious, also religious people or even the prophets used it, meditation mindfulness to, to get into themselves. So this is something that be- began so many years before technology. But what we see today is that technology brought this issue closer and accessible and affordable to everybody to learn it. And this is what I like about it. If we talk about meditation mindfulness in Arabic, um, let me let me give you one thing to think about, and I'm I'm going to ask you the question. Sure, how yeah. Many, how many things you do on a daily basis? And I asked that yesterday at Step Conference. Um, how many things you do on a daily basis that you're not happy that you're doing it, but you s- still do it? Yeah, quite a few things. I mean, and may I ask why can't you stop doing it? Oh, that's a very deep question. Um, <laughs> some of those things are requirements of me like uh, errands i need to run work activities that i have to do and other things are bad habits that i can't kick out immediately out of my life but these are generally the two buckets i would say so actually all what we do in the technology of the new apps and the new um platforms that we're creating as a tech person is to help you create new habits or leave bad habits but Whatever we're doing, we can't bring you to the state of mind where you control what do you want to do in your day. And this is something that is super important. Mm-hmm. Just just think it about it for a second. If you are not in control of what you want to do in your day, who is? That's right. And if these habits are not serving Yazan in 10 years that you want to be, then who is responsible for it? And 
isn't it frustrating that you can't control what you want to do? Yeah, Somebody absolutely. else and or other forces or maybe just lazy uh, scrolling, <laughs> scrolling your phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's one of my addictions for sure. And I call it an addiction. Everybody. Yeah, but I mean, I've recently looked at the um, number of hours I spend on my iPhone and I, it's disgraceful actually. So I wouldn't even want to mention it on the podcast, but it's, it's pretty bad. And I realized, yeah, I mean, that's an addiction. And so one of the problems you're trying to solve through the technology and through the app is to give people control over their lives and, ha- and the habits that they want to achieve. Is this one way to describe it? Mindfulness practices mm. can definitely help you. Beside the scientific, I can go to the scientific uh, evidence of what it does to your psychological and physical and everything. Sure. But if we take just the benefits that you will be taking tomorrow mm-hmm. or after a month of using 10 minutes only of a lazy exercise, <laughs> I can't, it's not, it's not that I'm t- taking you to the gym. It's the laziest thing that you can do. And, and quote unquote, yes, yeah. uh, it's just to get inside and uh, observe your thoughts and your actions and all the meditation, it will delay the time between action and reaction. And this is what it does. So it slows you down from your impulse, having being impulsive, basically. Absolutely. I see. Who doesn't want that? Absolutely. And if you have the tool, and we want to bring this tool in Arabic, because I have a feeling that it was born here and somehow it get it get out there and it feels like we are in a delay of 10 years, which I don't believe we so. I think we got it and we, we have it inside ourselves. We are a spiritual beings mm. in the Middle East. And I love that. And the thing that we're bringing meditation mindfulness with my and i call it special team is our capability to bring it in arabic with an arabic culture we are different we are uh, i'm going to call it in arabic but jama'i we're not we're not um totally individual we like to be in community sure. and i think this is lovely Absolutely. if we step to the imagine us stepping to the future together with this awareness of loving to be together and still bringing the individual inside the community, I think we can be a very beautiful community to, to, the, out, to the outside as well. So you mean in real life as Arabs, because we like to be communal, we can have that in real life, but then when we want to meditate, we do it in a solo, individual manner using the app. Is this what you're trying to say? No. Okay, sorry, mis- no. maybe I misunderstood. Yeah. I think... Um, if, if we compare ourselves in the Middle East and compare it to other cultures around the world, maybe Asian is, is more connected, but um, I have a clear vision and mission of understanding and loving what we are today mm-hmm. as an Arabs. You have sisters, you have brothers, and you have um, in-laws, and, and you have connection with them, right? Yeah. When you, when you go to the US or you go to any other countries, it just it it fades it's an isolated culture you're it's right an iso- it's you live alone and when you live alone with your suppose or with your partner yeah the it's it's harder to um um the community can give you more psychological um um traumas or no it it can it it can help you uh be more happy mm. i mean when you are in a company or you are a part of a community Despite that today, still, we need to have more individual inside this the community. But I have, it has a special pattern. I'm, I don't know if you could understand me. And I, I think I think what you're, com- you're getting at is that we have an advantage as the Arabs to have our families and our friends around Absolutely. us in a way that they don't in the U.S. or Europe, right? True. Uh, that I agree with 100%. And yeah. if mindfulness can bring you this 
liberty of being an individual, knowing what is your belief system, your own consciousness and belief system, differentiated from others right. in the in the community, so you had and to... still enjoy the benefits of being yeah. belonging to. Say. I think I think right. Have so so that's great, uh... that's kind of what I meant initially is that as an Arab, you have the advantage of having the community around you, but also through meditation, you can get to know yourself as an individual as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think. And decide who page. you are, want to be. Right, 100%. You mentioned earlier it's lazy. And uh, that's one thing that um, I'm somebody who likes instant gratification. If I like to, uh, um, you know, on my phone, I get my dopamine fix. Uh, If I go to the gym, I feel good. Maybe a couple of weeks, even just a couple of weeks of consistent workout, I can already see the results. Um, What is, how how lazy is meditation? Uh, How lazy do you need to be or how patient do you need to be in order to get the results of meditation, like from your experience, it's not the kind of thing you're gonna see the results immediately from, right? True. So what's what's the, you have to commit for like a month or two to do it regularly before you can start to see the results or what's your experience in general on that? I'm gonna gonna say two things about what you said. Uh, One of them is the dopamine and I'm a a girl on fire, I myself. Yeah. I'm I'm a girl on fire, I I all the time have to run. I, I like it, I enjoy it. When I was introduced myself to meditation, I was scared, honestly. I mean, I I was scared that I will lose the flame that I have on a daily basis that makes me up and I'm always on on, on fire, and and it doesn't. It keeps you on on this, um, but it sharpens your clarity of the day, and this is unproductivity of the day. And I think when you see that in a week or two, you see yourself coming down, and you can feel it even in, in the feet mm. when you when you. I'm with you right now, and mm. I can definitely go back to myself. And this is this is the amazing thing that happens to you. You can sit with me here, and just in in seconds, I can be outside and inside. Mm. I can I can see everything that's happening inside me. I can see the stressed areas. I can breathe and and send them oxygen to the stress areas. And I think this is this is the major thing that you do, despite if it takes you a week, a month, but you can do it on daily everywhere just yeah. learn the techniques and this is what we do in tawazan we give you the techniques we guide you with um a psychologist uh background um uh, meditations so this is something that we know how your subconscious will be reacting to these me- kind of meditations mm. and music and uh, uh, i think some people take them a week a month but you'll yeah. see it I have a, actually my ex-girlfriend, uh, still a very good friend of mine, she did a silent meditation in uh, in India for like a whole week. Uh, you know, she started off doing regular meditation. She saw the benefits. She went to India and spent like a week not saying a single word. Uh, I think you're not even allowed to look at other people in the eye. This is how, you know, you know the, the, the format of that med- meditation, which is called Vipassana. Um, and she had a, a life-changing experience. She started crying at one point, shedding it all off. Yeah. Uh, but no, she came back, even her complexion looked different. So uh, the reason I bring that up that example is, um, I understand that using your app and other apps that existed, uh, exist in, in, in the US and Europe, um, you can get soundbite or short meditations, and that's a great way to start. But then I think the more you invest in this acti- in this habit, the better the results. It's not the kind of thing where there is a cap to it. I think the more, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but you were there, ta- there are so many kinds also of mm. meditation. I mean, what we do is we introduce the guided meditation, which I think it's something that you can do on a daily basis. 
But definitely, when you learn that and you, it becomes a habit that you do on a daily basis. And I wish that everybody would do that. Yeah. Just, just to to see how 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 can they uh, change um, their habits depending yeah. on this specific one. Um, so I, I think there's there's a lot to explore, mm. and I like curiosity and sure. explore it. Just explore what you feel about it. Now that we're talking about meditation in the context of the Arab world, because what sets your app apart, Tawazun, um, Tawazun with an O, not with a U, um, is that it's Arabic content focused for Arabs in the region and abroad so that they can get into meditation uh, if they're beginners or even if they've been meditating for a while. What are some of the uh, social, maybe religious challenges that could be indoctrinated in the communities that that or I guess my question is, are there any challenges socially, religi- religiously or otherwise that you think are standing in between people uh, to embrace meditation? Or do you find that the Arabs are actually like jumping on it and, and you know, trying? That's a great to- question. Yeah. When we began with Tawazon and we just launched the app and, you know, we, we didn't know. We were the first ones who even explored this um, area. And I thought, oh, I put my, you know, what's going to happen? How will people react? Will they understand? Will they say, will they put the religion on the table? And despite that, I had a, a clear um, uh, way to explain why religion is. But I was super uh, surprised, me and my team, to see that people, for example, our biggest client in the Middle East is Saudi mm-hmm. uh, uh, region. So, um uh, I think people read, which we think they don't. Mm-hmm. I think people hear, which we think they don't. And um, I'm very optimistic about the future of the Arab region. And I'm, sa- I'm going to say it once and twice. And again, there's something beautiful, uh, a pattern that is going on here that I like it and uh, which people want to learn more and they are spiritual as we, as well. And I think one one of the things that we face is that people begin explaining why meditation. We didn't have to uh, uh, explain about meditation. People who use Tawazon mm. begin to be our ambassadors wow, to talk cool. about it. Awesome. None paid. I mean, sometimes we can see, you know, the graph of the app goes. I would say, please let me know who is that, uh, just to thank him I mean, sure, or to yeah. thank her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That influencer. And yeah. I ask my team, please just find out and on which... Uh, because we didn't have a link to, to track. Um, many Saudi influencers just talk about Tawazun without telling us that they will. will. Yeah. Or, or Kuwaiti or Bahraini. Uh, and I'm thankful for them. I mm. mean, if they hear me here, I'm really thankful for them. Um, they believe in the idea. They believe in what we do. And uh, when we talk about religion, I think one of the things that they heard is that uh, uh, Nabi Muhammad, mm-hmm. Prophet, he was doing meditation sure. and mindfulness practices in Ghar Hara. So this is something that he was connecting to and he needed this khulwa to, to go back to themselves. And I love what uh, Shakiri does and he talks about it. He talks about the benefits of meditation in his life to have this amazing content that he's bringing out. You need that to have creativity and clarity. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I actually used to deal with a lot of anxiety. I still do. Um, and meditation was great in, in helping me calm down. But then after I started studying the topic a bit more and learning about all the different ways you can meditate, um, I came across something called the uh, breath work, like dopamine activation breath work. 
Uh, are you familiar with it? Yeah, of course. We do that in Tawasm. Oh, do you? I was going to ask, like, because yes. uh, I I went through your app and I didn't find, uh, it's like the Wim Hof, Marcel Hof style. The... The, she calls it Adel Aksi. She, she brings you several techniques mm. on the breathing. So we have a section only for the breathing yeah. and how how to give you so many tools to do on a daily basis. Yeah. To, to And I think Ilda Zarmut, mm. which has, uh, I think, an angel voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we were very um, lucky to find Ilda Zarmut and Dr. Shafi Masalha, both combination. She comes from a very spiritual, a yoga teacher and a meditation expert. Right. And he comes from a psychological uh, background of 30 years with kids and adults. Yeah. And to get both together, he brings, she writes, he he supervises and changes the content so you your subconscious will be uh, so he changes the word. He, he said, no, we have to use it. And I think this is something that gives Tawazon an advantage. And I have a big dream. I always have big dreams. I have a big dream that for one time, Tawazon might be a product that is born in the Middle East and going worldwide. Wow. Instead of just consuming or taking a poor, you know, worldwide company and bringing it, which is easy. Yeah. But to create something... Our music in Tawazan is created by Dr. Nauras Kurzum, who is a neuroscientist and doing his PhD on the relationship between music and brain, human brain. So just think about when you enter Tawazan and you feel immediately a relief. Somebody studied that and somebody got a award from a German uh, university on his work on doing this. Wow. So I think we do have even a potential to bring Tawazan from the Middle East outside if we, if we go to English as well. Very cool. Wow. I mean, this is a big, uh, big dream. But I mean, I, I, as an it entrepreneur, is. I think this is something uh, I, I wish you the. the it wakes oh, me up in the morning at 4 a.m. <laughs> Before you do your meditation or after. <laughs> it, it wakes me up. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was talking about specifically the breath work where, so there's, I know there's breathing techniques you do in meditation to calm you down and, you know, but then there's breath work that the one that I've come across and I was, Actually, uh, recently I've, I've picked up this habit, and it's amazing. It, it's kind of it doesn't look comfortable when you look at somebody doing it from the outside because it's a lot of shahiq, zafir, yeah, exactly, and ocean. <laughs> it's like it's uh, what do they call holotropic breathing, right? So, yeah. so it, you over oxidize the body, and it's actually you finish that session and you're exhausted. Uh, you feel like you did a workout. workout you're starving. True. You're hungry. True. You're hungry. <laughs> uh, but it, it it just fuels all the creative juices in your head. You suddenly can make a small prayer, even if if, if you're religious, uh, or if you're not religious, you know, just like kind of sit and think and wish well and, and you know. So, but doing it with this kind of like machine of oxygen and in and out and, and it's fascinating. In fact, I've done one this morning before our session. Oh. I, I normally do them before my podcasts. Um, and you feel you feel tired sometimes. You sweat. Even. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you even get electricity in your hands and your tingle like your your toes tingle your hands tingle because it's 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 an exhausting exercise but it's it's very good for the body for the metabolism for detoxing anything out of your body as well and uh, it's it's part of my, i mean it's not exactly meditation the way that we you know that people talk about it is it is i guess it is, you know? it is of course anything yeah. you can i mean you move from your consciousness to subconsciousness now the thing that is connecting you with the consciousness is the breath it's it's some but when you do it you get inside so yeah. I use this and I'm inside. <laughs> yeah. Did you understand, did did I make myself clear? I mean, this is the simple thing that you can do and you 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 are already inside. Explore. Yeah. Get excited. Yeah. yeah. What are my possibilities when I'm inside? Yeah. Because the inner world is much bigger than the outward. 
yeah, yeah. And our thought creates our daily. How gotcha. does it look like? So dream, do uh, your creativity. So, so you, you, one thing I really like about your app uh, and meditation in general um, is that it is science based. Or another way to put it is, there's not a, there is no bullshit in meditation, and uh, it is scientifically proven to help. Um, and the reason I say that is because there are so many modalities that are being sold to people um, that can start to tip into the what I call BS or bullshit. Um, and people make money out of it, and some people get exploited. In many cases, it can be helpful too. I'm not uh, not to say that they're all bad, but one thing about meditation and mindfulness that I like a lot uh, is that you can't say that it doesn't work. Like the science is there. Try it, and you'll see the results. Like so, it's almost objective that there is no reason why nobody, sh why people should not try meditation. You know, true. Compared to other modalities that could start to get into fluffy. True, but I can understand you. Mm. I mean, this is one of the reasons that I'm a chemical engineer. And I'm fascinated with the human brain. I'm fascinated with, uh, I read uh, consciousness books for, for fun, you know. I'm fascinated because we know so little. Yeah. What, what do we know? And every time we, when we don't know, we just um, uh, invent, um, you know. Uh, like, we come up with a theory. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't want to go that because um, uh, religious and we, we come out with so many things um, to, to help us understand with, with what's going on. Um, but the main the main thing that you have to do when you, when you create a meditation app, especially in Arabic, we wanted an excellence. And I was coming from a scientific background. I had to bring the science with me. I could not um, I could not work on um, content that I myself do not believe in, or I myself can't present to my kids. And coming from a scientific background, I so many apps out there, great apps, but still it's a life coach who did that or um, a person who went to, to uh, the Middle East, the, um, Asia for, for 10 years and came back feeling very spiritual. Yeah. And I think there's a huge difference between post-trauma uh, meditations created by a psychologist and a neuroscientist who are studying a daily day to day what they're doing and they have uh, the experience to bring that. And this is why we also bring the kids' meditation by psychologists as well, mm. who's doing her, her PhD on the relationship between kids and meditation. Nice. So imagine th this job is an excellence. Yeah. And I'm very proud of this. I'm yeah. very proud of the, my team. And I think this is the winning game w w which Tawazun is doing, is the content. And you can definitely be uh, sure when you introduce it to yourself or your kids. Yeah. Like people in the Middle East used to wasn't as a sleep pill, pill for their kids, but it's okay. Okay, we but, know that. But, <laughs> we track you. <laughs> but but is, is, it's a good thing to get a kid to go to sleep with some meditation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Or even adults. I think you had one thing I noticed is that I think I, I as I was trying your app, um, I put like what am I feeling, and then I got some recommendations, and one of them was like a bedtime story of an elephant, and I was thinking like cool, like you know a, a bedtime story. I think that you know, and so it, it, are you deliberately trying to give bedtime stories to adults as well, or is it just meant to be for for kids? Or uh, we we have in mind something yeah. for the adults. Okay. Uh, Ilda is doing something basic now with um, meditation uh, for for sleep. Okay. But definitely, I have some ideas that 
I'm, I'm gonna spread to the world. I mean, my my words and and see what's. Uh, um, I have I have some thinking about special bedtime stories in mm. the Arab world, and uh, it might be coming. Let's nice. let's see. Yes. So to tell us tell us where you are at this point with with the Tawazun. So give us an idea of who the team is, how big the team is. Uh, did you raise any funding? Uh, you went to Step Conference a couple of days ago. So give me a full status update on your on your startup. So yeah. So actually, we just we just. Um, closed our uh, pre-series A, mm -hmm. almost closed our pre-series A. We left just a little bit um, of chance to a regional uh, to come in a step and I'm I'm still searching for the right um, investor because it's a huge relationship and I have a great relationship with my investors and I want to keep that and I want to uh, expand with knowing that. So actually we are nine people now uh, we have two in the U.S. Uh, one get married and moved to the U.S. The other is in Massachusetts doing his uh, master on data science, um, and uh, the rest are in Palestine. And we have one in uh, in Dubai here in okay. uh, the Emirates. Cool. And uh, how many users do you have? Like how how's the traction like so far? Uh, we do have um, almost uh, two hundred fifty thousand. You uh, have two hundred fifty thousand users. Yes. Wow, that's that's not a small number at yes, all. Yes. Wow, good for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a very small number. I think we can do much more. <laughs> I think I mean, because uh, so uh, the reason I say two hundred and fifty thousand, I started a, a tech company in New York, which was also I mean, it's not it wasn't a meditation app. It was a an online community for debate. So it was more like a YouTube, Facebook, Reddit type thing. And I struggled to get it. I mean, we got that users eventually, but when we closed the company, obviously we lost them. But it, did, it wasn't easy to get 250,000 active monthly active users? No, the monthly oh. active users is not like that. Okay. It's, uh, it's, much, it's around 20,000. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, Sounds it's, about right. But yeah, that's still a lot of, reasonable. That's not a small number at all. That's not a small number. So, uh, and we are now working on the conversion rates. So yeah. actually, we're quite doing well, actually. Uh, last year, we, we managed to change the numbers, um, I think, by... 200% okay. of the conversion rate, okay. which is great yeah. in this uh, area. And we still think we can do much more. Uh, we still have to do many things to excellence, Tawazun as a, as a product. And uh, But I think now, after our pre-series A, we might be able to expand the team. We're bringing now a VP marketing, which uh, we are all excited to have him uh, with us by the 1st of March. And... Um, Yes, we are uh, optimizing. Very cool. Thank you. I was telling at the beginning about how proud I am that there is uh, such an awesome startup that is being uh, founded in Palestine by a Palestinian. Um, so I want to ask you about two questions. I mean, what is it like to be a mother and start a company and how you managed to shuffle that together? And second, what's it like to start a company in Palestine? Like, What sort of challenges do you guys face and um, how do you manage to navigate around all of these challenges? Sure. Um, I think I think I'm not a typical entrepreneur. I'm not a typical in the age. I'm not typical in what I do on a daily basis, and I'm not. This is what I think. Uh, where where I come from, and uh, I'm excited to share that with the people around because I want that. I want them to be able to dream that it's possible. Mm. I'm a mother of three. I'm a chemical engineer working in corporations for 13 years. Uh, before starting uh, Tabazan. Um, I'm a full-time mother. I like to cook. 
I like to keep the, the housekeeping as well. How many I, kids do you have? I have three. Oh, mashallah. I am involved 100% in their lives. Wow. I choose what I want to do with my kids and my my community and how I spend my time. Mm-hmm. And this is important for me. And also building a culture in Tawazun. And um, I, I think this is something that uh, incredibly exciting for us is that we don't have um, eight to five working hours. Mm. We we have 60 to f- to 40% women, men in Tawazun. So actually we understand how women need to be, um, uh, to take care of, the, of their families. And I'm doing it in Palestine. And uh, we have a female iOS developer recently. This is something that, uh, wow. super exciting. Yes, she's a mother of three. Amazing. So it's really amazing. I mean, search out. We're not in the age. We're not. We're not. I mean, we're not a twenty and twenty-five years old uh, singles who have their own all their time to to bring it. All of Tawazun employees are married with kids. Wow. I think maybe two. One of them is married without kids, and the other is not married. But everybody else has family commitments, yes, basically. Of course. So I I really love listening to this because. Um, You know, I, I think it's a, an inspiring example for not just women, by the way, but but specifically women and mothers. Uh, it's always great to meet. Uh, I had Lulu Khazan on, on episode three of my podcast, if you remember. She's amazing. She's incredible. She's she's uh, She was at Step, by the way. I don't know if you got to see her. She was yeah, talking I, about Yes, I saw her. Yeah? Yes. And she's a mother and she's a hustler. And, and you know, I got sisters and a mother and they all work. They all work. My mother is 70, early 70s and she doesn't need to work, but she continues to work. And my sisters all work as well. And so I, I always find that there is something amazing to highlight women who are able to uh, do be, be very successful in their careers as employees or as founders of startups um, and manage to find a way to do it. So I guess my second question to you on that front is, do you feel like you are you observe that women face challenges to succeed as women? Is there still prejudice that stops women nowadays in the time that we live in, in the socioeconomic status that we have, do you feel like we still live in a world that gives women a disadvantage? Or do you feel like, uh, what's what's your perspective on this This is matter? a huge question, Dan. I know, I know. <laughs> Are you ready for the answer? Um, please I bring it. I mean, I, I genuinely, I, I'll tell you something, I'll give you some context for this question, if you don't mind. I had a friend over the other day and we were having a discussion at dinner about, there is definitely, Uh, if you look at it from the outside, there, it, things don't look very fair or equal if you just look at it from the outside. And I'm, I'm genuinely curious to understand to what extent are we still dealing with prejudice mm-hmm. and bias? Or is it um, affirmative action that we need to take in order to increase equality of opportunity or equality of outcome? I'm, so I'm curious to hear from women who are doing well. What do you think? I'm going to ask you, and I know you, you, are, you are not a typical Arab, and I must yeah. say that because yeah. you you've traveled a lot sure, and, and yeah. you saw a lot, and you're more exposed to other cultures. But let's, but you do know the background of it, and I'm going to ask you this question: um, If a if a man works, if a man doesn't work, in in the Arab region, and the mother, the woman is working, how is the how is this combination? It looks bad. It looks bad. Yeah, this it, it does. Even it does it does look back in other cultures, but here. It's more even. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, if the male works and the female doesn't work, how does it feel? It looks more normal than, mm-hmm. yeah. If the woman is totally independent on, uh, depending on her, suppose, for living and for buying and whatever she's, is, is that acceptable? 
It is acceptable. It happens, but it's it's like I personally don't find it to be great. I think that not you, yeah. but in the region. In the region, it is acceptable. Is it acceptable yeah. that women are not independent financially? Uh, is it sorry? Could you repeat the question one more time? Yes. Is it acceptable in the region to, to, for women not to be in, in any stage of their lives, especially wives and mm. mothers, mm. to in, uh, to be independent financially? It is acceptable. Yeah. Like, uh, is it? Is it sometimes even forced? Yeah, for sure, it's forced. In If many, they have kids, 100%. then I would. Yeah, and I think this is something that we brought in. Let's talk. We mm. have some talks, me yeah. and Dr. Shafi, sometimes in uh, in our offices, yeah. and we bring it out to Tawazan. So in Tawazan, it's not only meditations and and uh, mindfulness practices for adults and kids. We have a let's talk, which we sometimes use 15 minutes just to ask him questions that yeah. comes on Tawazan. One of them is. Um, it's she left her her work and she was supposed to take care of the kids and she feels frustrated and mm. she feels that she and he gave me a great answer. I asked him to to repeat it twice and thirty times. The goal of the family, the goal of the family, is the growth of each um, member member of the family. Yeah, think about it. Uh, yeah. think about it. If somebody is asking his wife to leave her work at uh, A, any big company uh, that she worked so hard to achieve just to take care of the kids and the kids are more yeah. important now. That's wrong, for sure. You're killing her. Yes, agreed. <laughs> so I agree with you that... Um, so this is, these are the challenges. These actually. are the... Sure. So there are stereotypical uh, or cultural stereotypes that keep women, unfortunately, in a... In clarity, a, more. I, I would say clarity about are women stepping to the future with a financial independent or not? Yeah, and I feel that a woman who are, is financially independent is a woman who is emotionally independent, and I prefer I myself prefer a woman. Sometimes men or male in the Middle East get afraid of this, intimidated. Yeah. Yes, but I think, I think the opposite. I agree. If a yeah. woman is independent and she wants you, there's nothing more attractive than anyway than a successful, absolutely. like <laughs> an independent, successful woman who can. Do it on her own, and she wants to be with you. 100%. Uh, so, so my, what I'm curious to learn more about is, if there are women who want to be successful, who don't want to be boxed in this stereotype, are those women facing a harder time achieving success uh, because they're not getting equal opportunity? Because maybe men are not, for example, like you're you're, you're about to raise money right now for your startup. Um, do you, for example, that's one example, but it doesn't have to be the only example. Do you think that maybe perhaps investors see that there's a woman leading a startup that makes them discouraged mm. to fund you, for example? That's one, what's one example? It's, yeah. it's a great question again, yeah. really, because I think it's it's in, on two sides. One of them is that we come insecure of our, what we ask. So we ask for less salaries, mm. we ask for less, um, um, and because the man or the male is the main, um, and I think this is something uh, uh, that you, you can, you can. the man, he needs to support the family. So actually when he is thinking about even funding, he's thinking about I am the main um, uh, income or the main uh, provider of yeah. the income. Yeah. And this pushes uh, decisions. Yeah. The female feels that she's she's second. She's, I'm not I'm not the main. Yeah. So she she comes from. The, I think I'm. I don't blame only the investors. I blame 
me. I don't want to blame any other woman, but we get funded less than men. I mean, if you see a CEO female and a CEO male in the same area or in the same field, I didn't do a research on that, but it's something to 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 think about. I want to check. Mm. And I, definitely there's like the salaries. Yeah, mm. and Nairo's uh, is doing a great uh, work on that. Uh, Salaries, funding, we are definitely lower. So the, objectively, this is true. I'm, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I'm wondering what is the reason behind that? Is it that, um, and actually I've done quite a bit of research on this topic, but I always like to talk about it with uh, women on the guest, on, on the show. Um, there is a really good episode on uh, Netflix called, uh, as part of a series called Explained. So they explain different yeah, topics. And one of them is the pay, uh, is a gender pay gap. I didn't see that. It's a great one. <laughs> and it's a, it's a very progressive episode uh, that doesn't leave a stone unturned. They explain everything uh, that could be leading to that, from prejudice to, you know, maternity leave, because women have to deliver and all that. And I think the, go the show goes on to conclude that Ultimately, it comes down to the fact that um, uh, women have w women generally lose a year or two, if not more, uh, in their careers compared to, compared to men, um, because naturally they have to give yeah, birth. Biological. But also beyond that, what happens is that a lot of those house chores and kids, you know, the the responsibilities around the kids are thrown <laughs> on the woman, not just the delivery, right? And when the teacher calls. Who do you yeah. think she calls me or my husband? Yeah, exactly. So this I don't think they have the number of my husband, but it's okay. So it's, it's a another story. <laughs> exactly. So this is a setback that uh, women have to face on average, and that leads to it's like um, when you miss a year or two I'm in school, tell right? You another thing: mm. if she calls and my husband can't go to pick, who does he ask from? Yeah. Sorry, Rami. Uh, <laughs> By default, you, right? No. Oh. It, no, if he can't go, oh, okay. who will he be calling to help him to go to school to pick the kid if he needs or something? Ooh. A female from the family. Oh, yeah. Do you understand me? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. <laughs> it has to be a woman. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, if, yeah. if it's not him, then yeah. he will ask the sister, uh, will ask the sister-in-law, or will ask a yeah, friend, yeah, yeah. a female friend. So it's... Uh, Clear. All right, so tell me a little bit about the life in Palestine. I haven't had... You're the first, no, you're not the first person I meet who lives in Palestine. Maybe you're the third or fourth person I meet in a while. Wallah. No, I mean, I, I, I've met, I've, pretty much all my friends are Palestinian, but the ones who lived until today in Palestine, I don't know a lot. And that's why I'm super excited to hear from you. What is life like in the West Bank, in Ramallah? And what is it like to start a company under the circumstances that you guys are living in? So please. So I live in Jerusalem. Oh, which okay. Is, which is um, under the circumstances that it is now but um uh, so i live in jerusalem and um it could be tricky because you you want to live a normal life you want to do normal things and uh, there's something weird about it is that we do have a life i mean we do have a life we do have we go out with friends we do have third day evenings and uh we do have uh, communities, and uh, but the general is that you don't feel safe. It's and I I think this is something I'm here in in the Emirates, and I think the the most critical thing that I feel here is I feel safe. Uh, when I come here, I mean I'm not afraid of the taxi taxi driver. <laughs> I'm not afraid of the walking in the street, but there you are always afraid. What are you afraid of? What of the unknown. Yeah, what, what, I mean, is this... Uh... Oh, it's, it's a big issue, but I mean, you pick up a taxi and 
It could be an Arab, it could be a Jew. Right. And if you are in the street and um, we have a very close member of the, of the team, his son was walking in the street and he is a super polite person you could ever imagine. And sure. he's studying computer science and he got attacked. Just before speaking Arabic. By an extremist? Uh, yes. Jew- okay, yeah, I see. Just walking in the street. I mean, right. And he's, he's well known as the polite kid in the school, you know, the polite kid in, in the neighborhood. Right. So definitely he didn't do nothing to erase that. So it's, this is the complicity. It's this feeling secure. Yeah, I guess, I mean, there is an imbalance in power. So if you do get attacked by an extremist, uh, usually they exist on both sides, but of sure. course it doesn't help to have uh, an extremist uh, on the side that has uh, 10 to 1 more power, or not even 10 to 1, 20 to 1 more power to defend them. I mean, what are you going to do when you get, if you get attacked by somebody, an extremist Israeli, um, as a Palestinian in Palestine, nobody can defend you, right? I mean, it's just you for yourself. You have to fend for yourself, basically. It's, it's an unfair equation. It's an unfair equation, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you get, if you get, um, if you get attacked or um, from the other side, then nothing happened to the other side. Yeah. But if anybody, and I'm against that here and there, um, the results is is one result actually. It's. Um, and as a as a Palestinian founder uh, of a startup in Palestine, do you find that uh, there are challenges to your growth of the business, to your ability to get from point A to point B because you're in Palestine, or is the not ecosystem true. not so much? Not, huh? not so much. Mm. I think. Um, Many of the VCs and um, also the um, partnerships that we do, we are featured by Apple. We are uh, the only meditation app uh, on Alexa Middle East by Amazon. Uh, we are in partnerships with Anrami. Uh, we do a lot of work and right. um, we're also now uh, offering um, at, uh, to pay for Tawazan by telecom companies mm-hmm. like STC, Zane, Orido. So we're, we're going and inshallah in Egypt soon. Uh, so I don't see that. No, I think it's uh, it depends on the excellence of of the startup itself yeah. and and the team. Um, because you have a lot of developers who are Palestinian. Some of them are in the U.S. You mentioned, right? Yes. And some of them are based in Palestine. Sure. That's amazing. How big the team is again? Nine. Nine people. Yes. Awesome. Amazing. Uh, I keep hearing about how nine nine full time, but we do have a lot of help. Yeah, from I, our freelancers. I keep hearing about how strong the software developer are the talent is in Palestine in, Gaza, in Gaza as well huh? they rock yeah I bet <laughs> but but also in Gaza right? so there is no distinction between the talent exists some of them are like discovering uh, gaps and technical uh, hacks or gaps rather in Facebook and you know I think I once saw a news of uh, somebody in Palestine who found a bug on the Facebook app a security hack basically I think one day yeah they will say it's uh, created by a Palestinian mind uh, yeah. it will be yeah yep. if you ask me what's what's my my mission or my vision of, mm. of the Wazon is um, once they once said it, uh, I think Bezos said it. Yeah. It's, um, Jeff Bezos. Yes. He said uh, that a um, uh, Japanese CEO, I can't remember uh, who's one, but uh, they asked him after the World War II, they asked him, um, and Japan was known for uh, a lousy product. And he said, I want. Japan to be known for um, excellence. And this is what I am doing here. Palestine must be known for excellence. Mm-hmm. And we have we have the talent. Uh, and I think uh, now with the global village, 
it's more easable, easy to access um, and give these amazing developers an opportunity, a fair opportunity. Yeah. And uh, I'm inviting also many startups take a take a, a look. We have a lot of developers, and if you need any help, I'm 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 gonna introduce. Um, I would love to introduce you. Excellent. Well, and if anybody's listening and is not watching, um, they can reach out to you on LinkedIn. It's S U N A. True. Suna Uthman. Zuabi, Z-O-A-B-I. Zuabi Uthman. Ah, sorry, Zuabi Uthman. Sunnah Zuabi Uthman. And as far as the app is concerned, Tawazun is T-A-W-A-Z-O-N. Sure. That is available on, app store, on the App Store. And um, yeah, so for, for anybody that is interested in, medita- in in learning, getting into meditation and mindfulness, uh, or is already in meditation and wants to start exploring Arabic content, you can download the app uh, sure. on the uh, App Store and on Android Um, is there anything else that you'd like to leave the listeners with and the watchers? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. Um, I really wish you all the best. Um, I hope your visit to Dubai is successful thank you. and you raise your funding and your user numbers keep growing and uh, hope to see you again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you.